Yes, people. Yes, you haven't got the date wrong. It is Monday, and this is a special edition of Echo Chamber because today we are looking at the brand new film, Miss Angela dreams do come true people so we got the review and an interview so sit back we're about to go okay people so now you've heard the review Let's get to the interview. I sit down with Carlos Alvarez, that's Angela's grandson, and we um, talk about the doc, the album, and some other stuff, people. So, sit back and let's go. I will say a a real joy of, um, you know, messing around with films, you know, doing these reviews and interviews is coming across just these incredible stories, right? Incredible real life stories, not just some of the amazing work that has been told by, you know, creative minds, but real life stories. You know, stuff that, you know, although it's out there, right, there's documentaries, there's films, all of this, like a lot of it, you know, it wouldn't cross your path, right, so, you know, it's a real joy to be able to, um, you know, witness some of these, and one of those stories is definitely Miss Angela, Dreams Do Come True. Right, it's a it's an incredible story, right? Incredible story, and throughout, right, you wonder how did this person, how did this woman, you know, just keep going, right? It, it it's fascinating, and even at the end, it's not the end, but she's still going, right? It's crazy. Now, it is. Uh, Directed by Lloyd Stanton and Paul Toogood. They both uh, produce it along with um, her grandson, young Carlos Jose Alvarez, who does seem to be a big catalyst for all of this. Um, Victor Patrick Alvarez also produces along with Stephen Anieksk. Uh, Michelle Al-Amar Bruce R. Evans Jonathan Cormac Morton uh, So the cinematography is by Dax DeBees The film is edited by Sharon Everett And um, you know the music well, listen, the score is from um, John W. Chapman, but the music itself in this documentary is from Angela Alvarez herself, right? Which, um, you know, that's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. You know, you listen to this music and you're like, oh, damn. You know what I mean? Like, hey, it definitely gets your, your foot tapping, 
right? Definitely gets your foot tapping. So um, the gist of all of this is um, it's the remarkable story of 91-year-old Cuban-American singer-songwriter Angela Alvarez, whose lifetime of songs were nearly lost to the world. An inspiring tale of love, loss, struggle, but ultimately triumph. Miss Angela is a story 75 years in the making. For all my days, right? She's 91 years old. 91 years old. Did a concert. Can you believe that? You know what I mean? It's incredible. So, this whole thing starts off. And... You know, we, we, we see some shot, overhead shots, drone shots most likely. And we are at the Avalon, uh, the, the Avalon in Hollywood. Right, so we're outside of that. And we go inside. Andy Garcia is on the stage. And, uh, he, you know, he, he gives a little introduction introduces the band right and then introduces miss angela alvarez right so we then jump back right jump back a few weeks and angela she she's sitting on the deck of her house in baton rouge louisiana right and we get you know an introduction, like, what this whole thing is about, you know, so, it's crazy, you know, Angela, she, um, she grew up in pre-revolutionary Cuba, Uh, and it's, it's funny when you see some of these countries, right, how different they were, before everything changed, I mean, you look at, you know, Iran, and Iraq, and, you know, places like that, very different before, um, you know, power shifts, and that was the same with Cuba, you know, but just remember, right, this was, you know, the, what, the 30s, so things were completely different back then, you know, right now, if a you know, if a girl turned to her parents and said, I want to be a singer, I want to write, you know, now, they might be like, hmm, okay, what's your contingency plan, like, do you really want to do, they might ask those questions, but it's, you know, it's not likely just going to be a, you will not do that, that is not your place, right, that's not your place, girls do not do that, you know, but that's what happened to Angela, right, told, no, you, you shouldn't be singing, so she, you know, just sang at family gatherings, right, wrote her songs in private, that, that's how she kind of kept that fire burning inside, so, you know, she actually used her songs to, uh, Law her husband. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, hey, if a pretty girl sings to you, damn, you're gonna, obviously, you're gonna do the sensible thing and wife her up, 
right? So yeah, she she marries, has four children, but you know, a little bit after that, it's when everything changes. You know, Castro he comes about, right? So um, he overthrows uh, Batista, but they lived very close. To uh, Batista's army barracks So, you know, they're kind of all up in the mix of all, all You know, they're hearing all of that But, yeah, things start to change So they, they leave their home And fly to Havana But again, you know it, it, It's one of these things, right? And everyone talks about, you know, Marxism and Communism and everything and how it can it's you know there's good to it all, but hey, it's people. Like people can corrupt stuff. So they they learned that you know there was plans for kids to get round up and put in these camps, these education camps, so they would grow up with a certain mindset, and no one wants that. No one wants that, but leaving the country real tough. So, the plan was for Angela and her children to leave. But gets to the airport, and um, she's not allowed to. She's not for some reason. They're like, your paperwork isn't right. So she has to decide. What do you do? Do you all go back, or do they go? Right, so she sends them across But she's thinking Because they're like, oh, change your paperwork And you can fly tomorrow So she's like, okay, I'm going to send them Because this is the thing If she kept the kids back Maybe they will never get out So it's just like, you have to think What's the best thing So, you know, we hear about these decisions That have to be made which really are kind of life altering So Yeah, you know But The kids, you know, they go to Miami They stay with some friends for a while But, you know, you, you had to kind of register all of this So social care, take them And Just with that That kind of leads us to Andy Garcia Right, we, uh, you know, because he's a, a Cuban immigrant as well, you know. So, yeah, the, the kids went to this place, Pedro Pan. Right, so it was this big kind of you know housing community that they had, you know, cordoned off, and you have all these kids in the in this place, you know, living. So they were there for a while. Then they were sent to an orphanage. You know, it was kind of split with the between the girls and the boys, which you know, there's three boys, so that's fine. But only one girl, Maria, so she's a bit on her own. But they they still all stuck together, and um, yeah, four years. It took four years for her to be able to finally get the authorization to be able to go to the states. Incredible, incredible, right? But even then, 
and this is the thing, right? It, it's all about. I think the big thing about this story is the perseverance, right? The perseverance and the things that you will do for love, things you will do for love, and the things you will do for family, and we see all of that. And what is just amazing is the fact that. Angela is just smiling all the time, smiling all the time, you know, she, she's telling these stories, and, you know, you can see the, the emotion in her face and in her voice, you know, when she talks of her husband, you know, that the love is there, right, all of this, there is so much because it, you know, it's not this lavish, lavish production. It, it, it's it's shot in this way. You know, we we have um, Angela talking to us, right? We have um, Carlos talking to us, right? That you know, later in the film, um, Andy Garcia. You know, he he um, you know has some things to say, right? But. It, it, it's just the way they kind of put it together and shoot it and everything like that. But you always, always get the sense of the, the passion that comes through. You know, the, the, the way the family, the caring and everything. You know, her granddaughter, she, uh, you know, she's kind of telling about you know everything and her you know her her sons you know her sons are there and you know Carlos and they you know they're all you know letting you know about like these situations and you know it's this this crazy moment for these kids because you know they're forced now to live away from their parents live away from their parents Right, they didn't understand because you know, you've got these little kids never been on an airplane before. So you you know, it's this big plane. So yeah, of course they're gonna be excited to go on this plane. And you know, there was like restrictions on the things that were in Cuba. So, you know, from growing up and having certain things and then suddenly you can't get these things. So, yeah, on the plane, you know, they talk about being given bubble gum and it's just like, oh, man, it was great. Like, we haven't had bubble gum in years and now it's like bubble gum and, you know, but then suddenly the realisation that you're in this new country all on your own. It's weird, right? New country, all on your own. And then, you know, from being in, you know, Peja Pan, where every, there's so many kids to a room, then you're sent to this orphanage, right? And it was an orphanage for, you know, um, like troubled kids, abused kids. So you're you're in a place where these kids are, you know, they're, they're gonna have issues, right, so that's gonna be this big thing, because you're just these kids from a loving home, and, um, yeah, you're, you're going with these kids that are angry, 
right? They're going to be angry because they've been in some terrible situations, you know? So it's this huge shift, huge shift. And now they're, you know, like this, the oldest son, he's looking after all of, you know, his brothers, but then you're kind of looking after the other kids, like Maria, you know, she's looking after the other girls in this orphanage, and it's so it's this whole weird situation that you're kind of forced to grow up in, you know, and you're forced to, you know, kind of stop being a kid, right, so there is all of that for them, you've got Angela and Cuba trying to get home, well, I mean, get to the States, you know, leave, right, so there's just all of this stuff that is, you know, happening, and yeah, it's just this fascinating tale, fascinating tale, right, but, you know, she's got music, she's got music, and she's got all of this, and it's interesting, because, you know, we find out there was another opportunity for her to become a singer, another opportunity, but, you know, she had to give that up too, so, you know, she grew up, as a kid, wanted to be a singer, wasn't able to, then later on, there's this, you know, great opportunity, isn't able to take that up, but at 90, all of a sudden, she gets to do a concert, gets to do a concert on her 91st birthday, right, 13th of June, her 91st birthday, she's able to do this concert and, um, yeah, share her music finally with the world, right, and I think, you know, you like you listen to the songs and there's this energy to them, right? And I think look, is Angela Alvarez the greatest singer of all time? No, no, she's not. But she's 90 and she's still singing. And you know, you don't like when you think about, you know, singing and everything like that. And it's, you have these singing competitions, like The Voice and, um, you know, uh, what is it, like, um, America's Got Talent and, you know, that big one with Ryan Seacrest and I can't think of the name, but you have these competitions, right, and you hear all the people, and a lot of them, yeah, they can sing, but it's all very formulaic, Right, it, it's it's all very formulaic, and it all sounds just meh. Like you couldn't pick any of them out of a lineup. But it's the singers with, you know, these distinctive voices who technically, right? If you go by what all these people on these panel shows and whatnot tell you, they don't have the best. They don't have a perfect singing voice, but. You remember the Chrissy Hines. You remember the, um, you know, the Jack Whites, right? Because their voices are distinctive. They're interesting. And Angela Alvarez has this interesting voice, right? So you add that to the to the music, to the compositions, and it just seems to work. 
right? Even you don't have to know what the, the words are saying, but it works. But, you know, from the, the, the songs are about her life. Right, she's written about all of these moments About growing up in Cuba About meeting her husband You know, about having to stay and send her kids You know, about reuniting There's all of these moments that she's put down into song You know, she wrote a song about her, her daughter getting married You know, all of it is now in these songs Which is Fascinating and incredible and amazing And yeah, this documentary it, it tells you all of that Tells you all of it And it is It's very, it's just nice Right, it, it's just this incredible story you know, She has lived this hell of a life Still not done Still not done you know, we we learn at the end she's working on an album. Right? It is crazy. Crazy. Doesn't move like an arthritic old person. You know, she's still limber, still singing. Is it's great, right? So it's this piece about, as I said, look, love, family, also perseverance. Endurance The will to live The will to survive The will to thrive And that energy you know, And I think everyone You know it doesn't matter If you're Cuban You're American It doesn't matter where you are from You know but These are These are traits everyone Could definitely You know live by you know, aspire to. This is a, a fascinating story. And um yeah, definitely people go check it out. People check it out. Now it will be available on all your favorite VODs from um you know the 18th of May. Right? 18th of May, you will be able to go and check out. Miss Angela, dreams come true, and I, I recommend it. I really do recommend you, uh, you know, having um, having a watch of this people, and yeah, just being inspired by Angela Alvarez, you know. So yeah, open up your heart to her story, and uh, hey, listen to the music. It's uh, it's. Very catchy. It's very. It's just got this thing about it that you're like, ah, it's soothing. It's nice, people. So yeah, Miss Angela, dreams do come true, and it definitely looks like they do. People, <laughs> technical difficulties, but I am here with Carlos Alvarez, who um is the grandson of. Angela Alvarez, a kind of a phenomenon, really. I mean, hey, I, I watched this documentary and I, I really had no kind of clue what I'd be, you know, seeing. And I didn't expect to see a 91-year-old 
make her singing debut to a packed house. What the, like, what the hell? Like, if, if, if you told this to anyone, they'd be like, oh, what kind of story is that? Like, yeah. what's up with this real life craziness, man? <laughs> she, she, um, you know, uh, well, I'll, we'll back up a little bit. And, you know, she, back when she was a little girl in Cuba, she, um, she had seen, you know, Judy Garland on the big screen, you know, mm. and, and she made this decision and her choice in her mind that she wanted to be Judy Garland, like the Cuban Judy Garland. You know? <laughs> she wanted to do that, you know? And she had a gift for music. She, her father, um, you know, gave her piano lessons and, and she wanted to, she, she went from the piano to, you know, she says, you know, if I can learn guitar, then I can take that with me wherever I am and I can create whatever I am, you know? And uh, she's very smart. And um, so, you know, her, her dad asked her, you know, what do you want to do with your future when she was about 15? And she says, I want to be a singer. And, and you, know, we're, you know, she was born in 1927. So this is a different time. Yeah. And, um, and he was just, I think the, I, you know, he said, no, you know, I love you very much. You're very talented, um, but you can sing for the family. But outside of that, you know, of seeing for the public is, you know, he, he didn't want his daughter singing in nightclubs, basically. <laughs> and um, and so, you know, her dream was kind of, you know, shattered in that moment. And so she began to just continue uh, with her music. And, um, you know, she uh, met her husband. She, she kind of created her family. And she met her husband with a song as well. Yeah, I, thought yeah, was, yeah, I was like, oh, Angela's got game. Okay. <laughs> I was a bit like, all right, I don't want to hear about the rest of it. Tell me how to win yeah. someone over with a song. That's the yeah. info I need to know right now. <laughs> a troubadour in her own right. You know? And um, and so she she uh, you know, she she went on and had, you know, she had four children. And then the revolution hit in Cuba and, you know, it's just all these dramatic events began happening to her. You know, she, she had to send her, she was taking her kids out of Cuba and they told her at the airport that, you know, I guess I'm kind of ruining the movie right now. Is that okay? <laughs> I mean, that, I, that, that's up to you. Like, okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? I, I try to avoid spoilers in my okay, so views. I'll, so. I'll be a little bit more broad. We'll, we'll <laughs> say that she lived, she had these very dramatic events in her life. And, and these songs became, you know, in a way, kind of like a coping mechanism. But I didn't know any of this. So I, you know, my, I have to get my cousin said this once and I always stuck to it. She says, I just thought everybody had a grandmother who sang amazing and sang music and played the guitar. We just thought that was normal. That was in our house our whole life. But we, you know, as children, you're just like, you know, Nana, sing me that song. But you don't think about what the song means or what significance it has. So, so you didn't look at the songs and think, oh, that happened to you. You never. just they were just songs like song, like, you know, Britney singing Hit Me One More Time. That, that's not her telling someone to hit her. It's just a song, right? So you're just hearing these and you're thinking, it's a song. Okay. Totally, totally. And, and you know, she's introduced me to all this Cuban music. And so I, I, I've always loved Cuban. So I knew it wasn't like music from the Cuban repertoire. It wasn't like, these weren't classic songs, even though they sounded yeah. like classic songs. 
I knew that they they were they 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 were hers on some level. So anyway, she's the reason I became a musician. You know, I write music uh, for film and TV, and and I I I wanted to to pursue music because she inspired me to do that. And mm. you know, and I I she always encouraged me too. And so I, in my like young adult life. I said, you know, I, it just like dawned on me. I, I got curious and I said, you know, Nana, I'm going to come visit you. She lives in Baton Rouge and long story how she ended up there. But, uh, um, you know, the, the, I went there, I put them, I said, I'm going to put a microphone in front of you and I want you to sing me all the songs that you, you, you've written. And I thought, honestly, I didn't even know how many, I thought it was going to be a dozen maybe. And she walks out with these notebooks, you know, and, <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, wait, what, you know? And, <laughs> and so what I thought was going to be a couple hours turned into two days. And what I, what I learned in that experience was I didn't know my grandmother. I was, I was, I realized that she was a frustrated artist and I had no, I'd never seen that. So I never, I didn't know, but she was telling me this and telling me that. And then you know, our grandfather died before we were born, uh, my brothers and I, and um, and uh, I don't really, I, I don't really know him, you know, and yeah. I just do things, but she started to tell me I wrote this song about him and this song, this, and, and then I began to like know, I began to see her like experience her love for him and how, and they had this incredible love story too. And so I, I just was kind of like in shock of it all, you know? And I, and I was kind of in shock that I never asked this decade earlier, you know? And, and so here we are, I'm on my flight back to LA and I'm just like, we, we have to re record this music. This has to mm -hmm. get, you know, the, aside from the little, the field recording that I did for the family, it was just for the family, you know? Right. And, and I came back and I, I basically called her and I said, Nana, what if we, you know, began what if we went into the studio i'll, I'll pull I, I have a connection to incredible cuban musicians I'll, I'll 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 pull together an orchestra a cuban orchestra and we i'll arrange the songs for for the band and you come in and you sing and she just that was one i'll never forget it she said carlos my dream is to leave this life knowing that somehow my music lived on that's 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 what i wanted you know and well, so when this happened though it was a few years before, um, before you know the uh, the before the film was made. Yeah. So I mean, you, you say um, a few years, but she's still in her eighties. You mean yeah, she's, she's still in her eighties? Yeah, but this is happening. <laughs> yeah, she's in her eighties. Yes, and she's just a yes to it. But time after that conversation, years went by before I did anything because personally, it got you know it got kind of. I wanted to knock this out of the park for her. I wanted to find the yeah. right time. I was like hustling in my career and doing the thing and and I was waiting for the right moment. And and I just, I realized, you know, through a help of a friend, a very dear friend of mine, that that right moment is never gonna come. And he literally yeah. grabbed me by the, the shirt and he says, are you waiting for her to die? That's what he said to me. And I I was I was like, I need, we need to do this now. We need, we, this has to happen. So. Um, a little bit of a kick in the butt, and and um, and so we basically realized in the process of this that this is a a story that has to be told in addition to the album and the music, and you know she was 
what really like she, what I was witnessing is, um, you know, my brother was was filming the kind of like you know behind the scenes of the album and um, and 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 basically we realized that like you know the the way the musicians were responding to her music, the people outside of our family, the way they were responding to her, it was it was shocking you know i mean they they were just like so blown away with her music and who she was and everyone kept saying you know this this needs to be a movie you know so anyways so in the process of of making the film you know the idea came up that you know really this album is is amazing and it's going to it's going to leave it's going to you know her legacy and she's just super into it in addition to that she really needed to have a concert you know, she needed to, to do that thing she was told she couldn't do, sing for the public for mm. the first time in her life, you know? I mean, yeah, that was crazy because, like, we didn't see everyone, but from the shots that you could kind of get the opinion, it looked like it was a packed venue, yeah. right? <laughs> How? Because, right... I think there was about 650 people at the concert. God damn! I yeah. mean, look, some artists... Some big artists don't always sell out their venues. So how the hell do you sell out a, a Cuban young lady your first gig? How do you yeah. get people to be well, like, least, Angela Alvarez? It was, it was through our, our network, uh, through our community. We had created a, um, you know, a, a, a video that was just kind of like a, a little bit of a trailer of what we were doing that the project we were doing and and that that video just built some traction and 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 got people interested in in it and then when the time came i i just i would just we just reached out to the people that we knew and mm -hmm. when they you know when they were like oh my gosh your 91 year old grandmother <laughs> is gonna sing a concert like of her own music this is crazy and and so it was just like it was overwhelming how 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 many people came out to see it? I, I we didn't know. We didn't. We really didn't know. You know, and um, and so you know that that night. I mean, we it was you know we had rehearsals. We had the, and again, she's a ninety-one-year-old woman with a passion for singing, but that doesn't mean that she's a trained yeah. singer who's been singing her whole life. You know, on tours. You know, that's a thing. And and so you know, under, understanding trying to understand, because there's no rule book for any of this, trying to understand how hard we can push her. And, and you know, because she's just, I, literally, she's a yes to everything. So I'm like, you want to do it again? She's like, yes, let's do it again. And you know, I'm trying to listen to her voice and seeing if it's getting hoarse and, you know, through all the rehearsals and the band, because everybody is just there. We'll do this until she's ready, you know? And, and we had two major rehearsals and I kind of rehearsed with her, you know, in private and, and we did some different things and, and and um, she just was like, okay, let's do this. Like, what well, you know? And <laughs> it's so funny. It, she's just, she was just a yes to everything. And and then so that's. I mean, it's a long way to answer the question how the concert <laughs> happened, but that's how it happened. And that became the the kind of third act of our story is this, mm. you know, her living this dream and okay. and getting to share it publicly with with the world. Yeah. How did you? decide to put it together in the way that you did. Because I did, you know, because we start off at the Avalon, right? You know, Andy got 
Andy goddamn Garcia, right? <laughs> How Andy Andy is, you know, I, I, we went to Andy first and foremost. You know, um, for me, you know, he is a, a very much an ambassador for the preservation of Cuban music. You know, he released these albums. He brought Cachao Israel Lopez out of retirement. Mm. He's this famous Cuban bass player. And he recorded these incredible, timeless albums with him that have become very important. And 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 Andy, you know, he produced the albums with him and, and did all of that. And um, and so I I have a a big respect for him, and and he has a real passion for the preservation of of Cuban music. And so we share that passion. And so I, I had I have known Andy, you know, for a while now. I'd met him through the industry and through mutual collaborators and everything. And um and I, I i i you know i put i put what we were doing in front of him and i said andy check this out this is my grandmother and he was just how can i help you know she's amazing how how can i how can i how can i help and so uh, that I, I am eternally grateful that you know he stepped on board and he just was like how can i support this project and so when i said hey we're going to do a concert do you want to MC it and and, and 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 he and he said you know i you know it's funny he made a joke because i'm and he has his own band and I'm using half of his band or most of his band for this, right. for this project. He goes, I'm already using your band, so you might as well come on board, you know? And, and he was, he was um, just a yes to everything. And, um, you know, the Cuban culture is something very dear to him. And that generation of Cubans is very dear to him. And um, so, you know, again, it's just sharing. I, what has been amazing is being able to share her with the world you know it's I, it's it's like she it's weird she's our prized grandmother but it's like she doesn't belong to us she belongs like to the world you know because how many people she's inspired just in the process of this you know and and uh and you know after that concert she she woke up 30 years younger the next morning it's inc it was incredible well, I mean, incredible. that was one thing that you could definitely see throughout, right? Yeah. Just her energy, always smiling, right? So because <laughs> went through some tough stuff, always yeah. smiling. And you're just like, how, how, how are you keep just smiling throughout these stories? Is is crazy. I, I think she could probably get a Nike sponsorship, but she is the epitome of just do it, right? That's what she is. She's a Cuban minstrel. She's telling these stories from pre, you know, pre-revolutionary Cuba. There's like, I think there's a there's a generation now, right, who just buy the Castro t-shirts and walk around with this, you know, iconic image on their t-shirts, just the whole, and know nothing about who he yeah. was and yeah. the impact that he had on this country, yeah. right? Even like, I've, I know some stuff, right? I've read some books, watched some documentaries and things like that. I didn't know about like the, the Pedro Pans, right? That and the, the 14,500 children sent unaccompanied. Mm -hmm. Right, I, I knew I'd heard that some people sent their, their, their children on, I didn't realize it was that many, yeah. Right? They, they, like, like, and that impact he's had on the country, right? But she was there, she witnessed this, 
this whole thing, this era. She understands what Marxism and communism, good damn. Words sometimes, <laughs> but she understands the impact of these, like people want to throw around these words as, oh, it's so cool and we should do this. And But she's born witness to the impact of these things. So she can tell these stories. So it's just like where people, you know, you have to pick up a book to read about some things. Yeah. She can tell you, not just with her words, but in her music. So it's this incredible thing, this incredible resource that, you know, is bottled up in this little 91-year-old, and it's incredible. And I think that's, that's what is so special is that, you know, she's, she's, she's here to tell the tale, you know, and, and her experience of it. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I think just the, you know, from that generation, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, the the their experience and what they've shared is that the, you know, the the, the most and that this has been said more than once to me. You know, the, the the thing that the revolution really did was it shattered the Cuban family. Mm. You know, and 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 so the uh, you know I I don't know if there's a way to fully overcome that, but you know, finding ways to um, express your love for something, whether it's your homeland or, or your kids or your husband and, you know, the loss and to be able to, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. You know, we were translating the, the lyrics to her songs in English mm. you know, for the album liner notes. And, and it's just, it's, it's mind blowing how poetic she is and the, the imagery in her songs and her music, because she doesn't speak that way. She just speaks. She doesn't walk around speaking like like a Shakespearean, you know. She, she's 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 just so relatable. And and then when she writes these songs, she's channeling something that is is you know it, it deep deep. You know she, you know she's she's always talking about, you know she says the music is the or, you know is the the language of the soul, you know and yeah. I, I mean, you can I, tell that she has a way with like there's just that pit the bit in the um in the story where she's like um you know I, I went to get my uh American citizenship but I was like worried because I don't know English and then I was sitting there smiling and my husband he turned to me and he's like why are you smiling and I'm like I went in a Cuban lady with no English and I came out an American with perfect Spanish and it's just like just that right but putting that together having that wit right you could tell someone has got away with the with words yeah. and the language to, and, and just a, a knack of telling these stories just from that you get that from her absolutely and, and that was the that was the most shocking thing is you know you I just you don't know I had no idea how deep she was as, a, mm. as an artist as a person you know she's her grandmother she's the one telling us to not put her elbows on the table that's her role just you know eat all your food and clean up after yourself and you know don't talk back to your mom whatever you know that's 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 the role she had and then she'd sing to us and play with us and you know and all of that and so 
um, to just discover this artist that was my grandmother was incredible. And, you know, I, 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 I'll tell you this, Kevin, the thing for me that has been the most, you know, joyous part of all this, aside from her becoming this child again. And, and you know, she really is, she's, she's turned into a teenager again through the, every time we're talking about her music and she's talking about it and singing and, you know, all of that. But just that, you know, the idea that this project, whether it's the film or the album, could inspire people her age to this idea that, you know, it is never too late. As cliche as it is, I, I, I truly believe this was the time she was supposed to do this, not any sooner. Yeah. She was not supposed to have done this. You know, she was supposed to do it right now and in her 90s. And so I, I want this to inspire my generation and, you know, or, or any generation that looks up to, you know, that to the our elders and sit down with them and ask them, you know, what was the dream that you once had? What, what is your story? Tell me your story. Because the thing is, it's all going to leave with them. If we don't ask them. Yeah. And there's so, Kevin, there's so much wisdom in that generation. I mean, they will surprise you. And, and you know, you, you, you know, I asked her once, I said, how come you never talked about this or talked about that? And she says, well, no one ever asked me. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, it just like knocked me over, you know? And so I hope this project inspires people to, to ask and to sit down because we very much could be the, 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 the generation that helps them to fulfill their, the dream that they once had. You know, yeah. and it doesn't have to be being a star or being on stage. I mean, Nana's a pretty grandiose person, I, you know, <laughs> so so she, her dream is pretty grandiose. But I mean, it could just be learning how to paint mm. or, you know, it could be it could be learning how to play the piano in your 80s, wh whatever it is, or, or, or joining a, little, a local theater company or some form of artistic expression or building a, gar a garden, anything, anything. But you know, I, there is, it's, it's hard, you know, your life, life gets complicated and life gets difficult. And, and, you know, as you get older, you start dealing with your health issues and, and all that. And that becomes the, the dominant, you know, thing in your life. But if, if, if we can help remind them of the dreams that they once had, that maybe they hadn't fulfilled, I think there's so, it's such a mutual exchange, I guess is what I'm trying to say we can give them that. And what we're gonna get in return is this world of wisdom and inspiration. And, and you know, ultimately, I think everybody in deep down wants to make a difference in the world, you know, whether they've forgot that or not, you know? And so, I, I don't know, I, I think that's kind of been the most joyous thing is to see everyone who's been involved with this project just, watch them come alive like they are doing something that really matters and they're helping nana you know with her dream and so you know i'm with my career i'm always grinding and and it's it's often about me so and when it's not about you it's so much easier to share you know and and to contribute you know and so um that's you know that's really 
been the gift of this project is is and, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm here on this this podcast with you because i i want this message i want i want people to be inspired by her i want people to 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 go and ask you know their grandparents or parents mm. whatever you know what their dreams were and and um that's it i'm repeating myself but i'm obviously passionate <laughs> about it so. <laughs> no i mean you could see that right you could see that everyone involved was so energized yeah. right and it, and it's one of those things that you know sometimes you watch things right and you can tell people are putting this thing on but this just when she met all the musicians in you just saw them light up and be like ah oh, the words and the songs and and you just saw that this was this genuine thing there yeah this genuine thing just a joy on her face like she comes on the stage, you know, joking around. Like at first I was like, oh no, what's happened to Angela? Yeah. Right? And then you'd be like, ah, God damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's joking. And then at the end, right? You just, everyone just applauding and just the look on her face. Yeah. It, it was incredible. It, it really was. So you can see that just, you know, those people in the place, right, the impact that that had on them. So when the album drops, right, it's just gonna, <laughs> yeah, and when is the album gonna drop? We are we are finalizing the artwork as we speak, and um, I hope within the matter of weeks, this will be out there into the world. We've, we've got a, our avenue in which we're gonna release it, and and so um, very, very soon, very, very, okay. very soon. Cool. We, we quick, owe it to her. <laughs> one quick question, right? Yes, why isn't this coming out on the 13th of June? I, I thought, <laughs> ah, that would be perfect, right? I thought, ah, that would be perfect. And I realized, I'm like, no, oh, it's the 18th of May, right? What's happening? <laughs> the, the powers that be make those decisions. I had the same thought, though. I had the same thought. But, um, you know, I think, I, 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 hope, I hope this being, uh, as timeless as it is, you know, and and you know, important. I I hope the release date doesn't matter. I hope I hope it just continues to just grow and blossom, and and people get touched by her. And 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 you know what? The gift, Kevin, is that she's still with us to literally like experience mm. art that you know that her art and and her story. She's gonna get to experience how it's impacting the world. It's it's it's. It's um, it is the icing on the cake, you know. Oh so. yeah, no, that that's uh, well, seeing the fact that her relatives lived into the hundreds, yeah, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, she she's gonna be around a little for a few more albums. She worked harder than she worked harder than anybody. You know, we were up, you know, listening back to the takes at two in the morning when we were recording the album and she's right behind me in the chair, just sitting there awake. And I was like, Nana, you know, you can go to bed. And you know, this is kind of, you know, an arduous process we're going through. And she's like, no, 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 no. You're working, I'm working, you know? And I'm just like, hey, it's the great. artist. It's the yeah. true artist in her, you know? Oh, definitely. So. Where can people like keep on top of what's going on? Like. Do you have uh, social media or anything like we're that? We're working. We're working that out right now. Um, you know, we're we're starting to discuss it. Uh, you know, with um, 
she's you know she's in in baton rouge and um her son uh bobby who's in the film lives there near her and so you know uh the wish is to kind of find a way to get her you know with assistance obviously because she doesn't even know how to turn on a computer she doesn't even have wi-fi in her home so we have to figure all this out so you know finding a way to to get her that window that we all have and we all use yeah, you know yeah. into the world and and i um i think i mean ideally she would be the one updating the world on what's what's happening you know that would be the best thing ever you know and and just you know let her share um but it's we're, we're, we're playing with the ideas again this is there's no rule book for how to do this so, so we're kind of making it up as we go um but uh she's uh, the one thing i am sure of is she'll be a yes <laughs> uh, uh that that is tremendous carla so uh, when you find out yeah. you know pass the information on and i you know i'll put it out there for sure but Thank um you. you know i i think yeah i i think people are gonna thoroughly enjoy this this is wholesome it is just heartwarming it's a tremendous story so um the 18th of may miss angela dreams come true yeah I, I'm, I'm hoping that everyone goes checks that out awesome but awesome Kevin I really time, appreciate Carl. you uh taking the time and helping us get this out there hey my pleasure my I honestly really enjoyed it so hey I, I was glad to have the opportunity to talk to you so Fantastic. thank you for coming on man all right thank you so much hey you have a, a great day all right you do the same you do the same right. Bye -bye. thanks Carlos all right. bye okay people so yeah that's it we're done hope you enjoyed that people it comes out on tuesday all right the 18th of may and i have to tell you miss angela dreams come true oh man it's a great watch it's a fascinating story Angela Alvarez is a revelation and um, definitely someone that you want to, you know what I mean, try and mold your life on because she just never gave up, man. It's incredible, right? And Carlos was a pleasure to talk to. So I recommend you check out the film tomorrow, right? Go follow Carlos's Facebook. Go um, set out an email alert on the website because you want to know when this um when the album drops all right so people do that have fun enjoy yourselves and um we'll see you on thursday all right